Mia, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for inviting me first and letting me share my experience and all of that with you. Always the weather in Croatia now with this uh, snow ramp Oof. on Europe. It, it kind of depends. It's really windy outside right now. I live in the coastline, so it's uh, it's let's say warm. It's not exactly warm, like 15 degrees, but it's windy, and we are expecting not exactly the best weather in the in the next couple of days. So. Yeah, it's, because this yeah, this snow around all the all the south of uh, Germany, Hungary, and everything. Yeah, everything is going to come down, but I don't think we'll have much snow. It's more like going to okay. be very very chilly wind, which is not usually very pleasant. So <laughs> you don't want to go outside. <laughs> it's good for sim racing, no? Uh, well, this winter <laughs> yeah, winter time is usually an, an extra excuse to do the things that you normally do. So you don't have to make it up. So yeah, definitely. Um, for today, I want to talk a little bit about your YouTube channel. You have already gathered a big numbers, around 34,000 followers. How do you see your YouTube evolution during these periods? Huh. You mean from the beginning? Or... Yeah. Well, let's start from the beginning. Uh, from the beginning. That's going to be, well, that's even pre-COVID, I believe. I think it was 2018, 2019. I think when it all started. I just... Mm -hmm. I just wanted to upload a couple of videos to YouTube because I thought my races were interesting. And th that's exactly how it happened. I had no intentions of growing such a huge audience. I think my main goal was to get a thousand subs. And I was quite happy with a thousand subs. When I reached that point, I think it was like uh, six months later when I started, I thought about myself, wow, you know, that's, that's 1000 subs. I mean, someone is watching you. And all of a sudden I was trying to make more track guides and all of that and COVID struck and all of a sudden, you know, you got all of these guys uh, in their rooms. They want to, you know, they want to play uh, on their sim rigs. And I was just in the middle of that. And, you know, my channels pretty much at that time, 2019, 20, 21, it's really, it really blew up. I mean, I'm, I got, I think I got from like zero, maybe a thousand subs at the beginning to just about 10, I think it was 10,000 subs. So 10,000, you know, when 10,000 people watch you at that time, it, I mean, now I think about it, that's a lot of people. So yeah, it's, it's noticeable. It's not, you know, you know, like a couple of people are watching and all of a sudden, you know, the numbers started going up. Uh, I really started achieving like say a thousand subs per month. Now it's like 1500, I believe. So we'll see what the future holds, but it was, it was just, uploading a couple of videos and you know let's see what what can happen out of it and all of a sudden you are you have an audience about 35,000 people so <laughs> not, 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 not not something that i completely expected i didn't think it was ever going to happen right yeah now it's here i guess but is a is a big difference no you think that uh, you started youtube before the covid situation give you that big boost You think if you started now, you would have the same uh, craft? You'll be able to get the same people? Well, I think I think I was I was getting more time to learn new things. So basically, when I started, I, I didn't really know anything about YouTube, how YouTube works, uh, how to make, like, for example, good thumbnails, something that people are going to click on, some and engaging content in general. Mm -hmm. It was more like just videos of me playing video games that's that's it and you know you you have to bring the story you have this kind of learning curve that always comes with it and i think covid gave me that period where i just had to adjust and i had to adapt to that situation and learn new things so i had more time to learn 
Okay. But I say I would say that if you're starting a YouTube channel now, I think it's best for you to start slow, learn new things. For example, you have to learn how to edit videos, how to make thumbnails, graphics. So I would definitely say, yeah, it takes a bit of time, but once you learn all of these things and once you master it, I don't think it's impossible. It definitely isn't. So anyone? Yeah, it's, uh, I agree. It's probably one of the main uh, difficulties that I had is crushing the audience from the podcast in audio to the podcast in video. So in yeah. uh, audio, we can um, on the on the old cake of one under the audio normally can stay on ninety five to ninety percent of the audience. And yeah. videos sometimes can reach uh, that 10%, sometimes can even go higher depending on the guests because, you know, the guests have a lot of uh, important and the way that people project the podcast on other ways mm -hmm. because social media is that if you, you share, you just go for one one side, but if it's more person sharing, more expanding and more easy, the click get it. So the, I think you're right. I think the, the problem of the, I think the quality of sound make a big difference and the quality yeah, of the of definitely. the graphics but this uh, i think this generation is a lot of uh, scrolling go 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 up go up go up go up, yeah. go up. it's so, hard to keep retention rate at this yeah point. the yeah. youtube retention if you do a podcast is really really bad sometimes uh, i have like a good retention in the first five minutes and suddenly go to 10 20 percent and and after on minutes 35, for example, go to 50. Yeah. <laughs> like, but because it's such a big period, yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really, really bad. Uh, I, I guess that's why like short, short videos are very popular right now. For example, short reels on Instagram, uh, not just short and reels, but you got, you got these other things. For example, the video, if the video lasts more than like six to seven minutes, your retention rate is going to go down. So it, yeah. it's easier to have a video that lasts seven minutes to have three three minutes and 30 than to have a video that's just about 20 minutes long and you have 10 minutes of retention and retention rate. So no one is going to watch the video for that long. I mean, rarely people will watch it and, you know, you want to make them a good reason to watch you. So you need to make something special. You need to always be unique in that way. Otherwise, just as you said, it plummets down. Yeah. So if you're talking about unique, what make you so unique on your, for example, on your shorts or shorts. reels? Well, reels, uh, I just wanted to make something. It's not exactly unique. You got a lot of people posting shorts out there, but I just wanted to cut the best possible moment of my race or something that happened. I didn't <laughs> want to stretch it out uh, to, let's say, 30 seconds to have, like, say, more viewing time. I just wanted to make as simple as possible and exactly the point where it happened. Like, okay. I'm getting into into a battle. Something amazing will happen eventually. I already, when I'm cutting the video, I know that. But I want to cut it to a point where it starts getting interesting. And when it ends, it just stops getting interesting. So basically, okay. the most interesting part stays. The other one, I cut it. I mean, there is no point of uh, no point of keeping it. Otherwise, you will not you will not get recommended, and people will just, as you said, scroll down because it's. Yeah. You know, wh why do I want to watch it now? That's yeah, it's just a little bit. I, I tend to put like shorts of uh, the interviews and uh, a lot of the time people just scroll it because the interview is just you speaking, you know, and uh, when we come yeah. to sim racing, it's already a very small niche when we we, we think on, on, on a part of games. And after when yeah. you go about interviews in sim racing, you are even <laughs> cutting the cake 
really, really small. And after you tend to have just a small amount of people that are interesting. And you have yeah. such a great, great podcast around like Readfinder, uh, Simpit, the, then the yesterday, mm -hmm. another episode. And you see, see the numbers are quite, are quite sad because they put such a good interview. They have good guests and sometimes the people uh, tend to not click. It's a small niche. You need to approach that niche in a different way because like, let's say when you upload something on Spotify or any kind of social media, you need to have those specific people to watch. You need to either to build an audience, for example, YouTube does a very good job on that. So it just brings uh, those people that already subscribe to your channel, people that already watch you, you're getting recommendations or you're the person who's getting recommendations from the channel that you just watched. So if you have like this wide variety of content, you, you definitely need to know what you're clicking on. So YouTube just does an amazing job in that. So it recommends your uh, your content constantly if you already watched it. So with Spotify, <laughs> I think it's a little bit different with all of the other social media. But I guess when you get into that niche, it just slowly starts rolling in. Right. Yeah, Spotify is... I, I, I tell you this one because this is the way that uh, been open. So the name of the podcast is Gear Z. And Gear <laughs> Z and Spotify don't have... Uh, is if When you put Gear or when you put Gear Z, appear... Uh, appear my my podcast as number one because it not it not exist many things calling gearhead yeah. when it come to youtube if you put gearz the first thing that appear you you will think that will be something related with cars but no yeah. it's kitchen is a kitchen. Kit, kitchen network uh, ma, uh, american network pro, uh, program wow. of kitchen they have something calling gearheads where they're talking about uh, gadgets from kitchen and they have sometimes half a million views. So automatically, when you you search for gearheads, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I I have to create a way of of swap it that for people click it because otherwise, if you search it, some people already told me, oh, if I, when I search, I don't see your podcast because they put gearz and after appears just kitchen, a kitchen, yeah. and you scroll in. <laughs> You're so, just not uh, getting recommended because kitchens exactly. are getting recommended. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's a little bit funny, but you talk about something that I want to tackle is on Instagram, for example, we have a lot of videos of people uh, playing through, and they have a, a, a higher number of views. You think mm -hmm. that views is similar to quality on the on your content, or you think views and, quali and quality are not agent, uh, on the same level? Uh, if you're saying they're correlated, I would say yes. Um, they, they definitely are, because it really depends what kind of quality are you looking for? You know, mm -hmm. what, is, what is the person that is watching these videos looking for? So if you're watching for a video that, you know, just, you know, you're gonna relax, you don't, you don't really need to think too much. And you're okay. just going to be scrolling, scrolling, scrolling your, you know, uh, the platform is just going to keep you that for a little bit longer than usual. It's going to keep on recommending the stuff that gets your interest. So something that might be quality for you might not be quality for me. And I think quality is very specific for every individual. So for me, yeah. it would be something completely different. And that's why you got these profiles in social media. They are not exactly shown, but you got these. Uh, you got these background processes that just uh, that just understands how you work, and they're just going to keep on recommending the stuff that you like, and that's quality for you. And in the end, if we talk about, uh, if you really talk about, you know, are you going to make a quality video? Are you going to spend really that much time making it? You can make as little as five minutes if the content is good, 
or you can spend three days filming and you're going to have the footage that maybe 5,000 people are going to watch. And then the other guy that just cut a clip in 15 minutes is going to have 500,000 views. So it, it really depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And now taking away YouTube and uh, social media and everything, let's go back to sim racing. What's okay. going to happen with the uh, digit gaming on 2024? Oof, that, that's a hard question because I don't really know yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my plans are always, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're always the same. I will try to change a little bit of, uh, a little bit of everything in the 2024. But I would really like to keep on, uh, keep on definitely streaming, keep on making, uh, keep on making videos, racing videos, reviews. Uh, I would like to expand in something else. Uh, we'll see how that's going to work out. I don't have exactly the plan uh, okay. yet, but definitely I'll try to stream more and I'll just try to provide more, uh, more informative content, not only uh, racing videos, but also like a driving school. Uh, I, my idea is to more, uh, more go into setups and understanding how cars work in general and in sim racing. So that's something that I would really like to, I would really like to do in the future, but all of this takes time. And if you're doing all of those things and just take a, por a little portion of your time, all of a sudden mm -hmm. you have absolutely no time on your hands. And, you know, you got to prioritize things. And for now, priority is to keep on racing, racing videos and live streaming. So that's, that's exactly what's keeping me going. And, you know, the other things just going to fall into that little, little tiny space when, uh, when the, opportunity occurs and that's just when i'm going to slot in something new so we'll see we'll see because you you know you expand a little bit your coaching area you have uh, is you and you have luke elliott with uh, with you on the team yes and all that's working always the coaching working for you guys well uh the coaching has been going on for a couple of years for me uh, and i just started to realize that i had so many requests about coaching and i just couldn't handle it on my own and that's okay that's why we or me and elliot decided yeah why not let's make you a coach let's see how that's going to work out you're a plus rated driver not exactly fighting in the top splits i mean you can rarely find the top split drivers who is willing to do coaching and it's difficult to even find these people because they're only like maybe 20 in the world that can do something like that because of the language barriers and and all of that so it was kind of a perfect mix, I would say, uh, for the people that are not exactly A-plus rated, for people okay. that are just learning the game and just need, I'm not going to say basic info, because you need to go into advanced uh, advanced driving style to actually understand how the car works and what you can expect from the car to behave like. So look, just filled in the spot, and I think he's doing a good job from the reviews that I've seen on Discord, uh, other social media. It was it was like at this point it's 100 positive i'm not gonna say that we don't have any negative comments of course we do it's gonna always but, happen you know yeah. yeah but when you got when you got the whole page like it was literally whole post i had to scroll down on discord to read all of that and he was saying like yeah look you did an amazing job thank you very much you just won my first nations cup uh race and i was like yeah maybe you know maybe it's actually that that's actually good that's actually the good job job well done so I can say that for now it's really working well and we'll see. Maybe we're going to expand in the future with a couple of new coaches. Maybe, maybe that's the plan for 2024. 
Okay, <laughs> good. And uh, in terms of your website, you're going to keep evolving the website to something bigger or you like it the way it is? Well, uh, as they say, uh, mostly... In don't change the formula if it works. Uh, don't change the formula if it works, but bigger is always better. <laughs> so uh, I would like to, yeah, I would definitely like to expand a little bit more. Uh, the website was primarily primarily focused on keeping keeping all of the things that I do on YouTube, but okay. just making it in in a textual format. So you got yep. a little bit more pictures. It's not a video. It's uh, it's more text, more into details. And the scripts that I usually write are quite long. And I always, you know, when you cut a video, you always cut some not very engaging pieces of content and that's because yeah. that's exactly what it what i wanted to do with the website not cut it like it's okay. going to be there if you want to read it you can read it if you don't want to read it of course skip it but with with the videos and how videos work i had to cut it down uh you know just to make it more interesting and just make it into let's say 10 10 15 minutes of whatever it is but with the website i can just put it in a review uh add a couple more photos and all of a sudden uh, you got the full textual file that you can scroll through and really make the decision if you're going to buy something or not. But yeah, once again, I would really like to expand in a couple of other areas. We'll see how that's going to work out. But like with the products, that the products on the website are structured. For example, what is my setup? I, I get this question so many times. What is my setup? And all of a sudden I said, yeah, you can go to my website. Uh, that's my yeah, setup. You can read I'm all just, about it. I'm just scrolling now on the website while we yeah. we are talking about and uh, yeah, you have uh, upload in September 11, May 11, crazy on the same yeah. day, <laughs> different <Yeah>. months. <laughs> yeah, you have your streaming setup, your uh, monitors, everything. Really, really. Yeah, it's kind of well. I got everything because I got a lot of questions. For example, in the streams, what do you do? What do you use? How you connect all of these things? And I realized that if someone who has a question, I will try to answer it. So my idea for 2024, specifically on the website, is just to make it a little bit better looking. It's kind of okay now, but I would just like to make a couple of, uh, couple of different styles, a couple of different views on how, uh, how my setup is structured, what am I using, what is that specific reason why I'm doing this and why I'm doing that. For example, even shooting audio. Audio is very interesting in sim racing because i don't think a lot of people realize how important audio is in videos yeah. so you just have to make it uh, you just have to make it good otherwise it's no good in terms of of audio how you've been managing for example for me i work with the audio for many years i used to work as a, as a dj so i used to 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 make music for for other ones never made music for myself but made music for other ones i still have a couple of music online on uh, on spotify that surprise, surprisingly still make some income. I don't know why, because just some sets released it, some oh. of them six six years ago. <laughs> I, I I was quite surprised when we came the rapid, you know, the rapid 2023. I receive an email from artist Spotify, and I say, nice. why I receive it? Why I receive an email from Spotify artists? I don't have mm -hmm. nothing to do <laughs> with the with the artist Spotify. And after I click it, and apparently some people still. Uh, clicking and but i have problems with my voice yeah. you know i i can if i need to do your voice on podcast it's easy for me but mm -hmm. if I need, I need to do mine it's really difficult because mm. i tend you know you, you tend to put a voice similar to what you hear your own voice yes. and after because of that you try to take okay 
my voice sounds a little bit more deep. So I tend to put the deepness. Mm-hmm. But af- after, you know, more more you put deepness, more mu- muddy and more muffy the voice are going yeah. to do. And not so clear, not so sharp. So, yeah, I have that that problem when I'm doing the podcast. Is I think the guests always, if if the guests come with a good microphone, because a lot, yeah. some, a lot of times, sometimes of the guests, I have a guest that I think he recording with a microphone from uh, from the eighties. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, but it was like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, the static. I have to it's clear all the static. I have to clear all the spectrum. I have to put in programs to clear all the levels to reduce the minimal to where was his voice. But, but yeah, it was really. Uh, you cannot you cannot really cut it. Uh, you you cannot compensate for such a huge loss in quality. That's that's more work than than you would ever want to do. So yeah, you, whatever you, you, you you can you can to some some areas. So you you can because everyone have a different types of uh, of volume. No, so mine is yours is more deep than mine. So you <laughs> you gonna go in levels or that mine voice don't don't reach in some le- in some parts. But but yeah, you arrive to a certain area that you cut it, and after gonna sound very that the person don't have a personality, you know, like yeah. everything is on the same level. No, everything is the same. We don't want to yeah. change anything. You know, everything I, is perfect. Yeah, I'm Portuguese, so I speak a little bit more from the nose. You know, the sound came more from more noisy. So mm-hmm. you know, when we speak, we go like wah, wah. Our sound go our oh, spectrum up and down, of, up and down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So every time I I interview now on the last podcast, a Portuguese guy, and was the same thing. You are in interview. And when he starts speaking or when you want to say something that is important, we always raise our, our voice. So mm-hmm. even if you want to normalize the the podcast, you go with sometimes like very high, sometimes very down. <laughs> so the sound yeah, yeah, yeah. is is very is very difficult to do on this part. But let's go back to sim, sim racing because we keep speaking about uh, audio and video. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no, so, that's good. We are YouTubers. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I put videos. I put videos. I put videos. I put videos, but no, not great. I think put the video yesterday. Thumbnail. I think thumbnail is is nice. But mm-hmm. uh, I would say we had like 100 views on the first uh, 12 hours mm-hmm. or 17 hours. So it, it is what it is. Niche. So th- th- that's the thing when I when I try to do something new. So my audience is used to making me racing videos and stuff that I usually do. And when yep. I try to do something else, something new, I don't really get that many views because that's not my it, audience. Yeah, but I don't think I have audience in podcasts. And because um, it's the same thing with with GridFinder. If you go GridFinder, they do such an amazing job. And mm-hmm. they had Swell you on, on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I had Swell you on my podcast, but I, I didn't put a video. On that time, mm-hmm. uh, I was not feeling confident to put video, so I was always doing audio. Um, and they put they put video, and they go with one hundred and something views over uh, over two weeks. So, and they keep doing the podcast for a long time. So I, I don't know. They do such an amazing job. I don't know how. What's hmm. no breaking on their on their part? Because I have I have episodes the same thing. I have episodes that go really really bad. What episodes that go really good? The first two yeah. days, and after drop, and after you have one view uh, a week. Yeah, so, that happens a lot, even to me. Like <laughs> for videos, mostly, like you get a video that gets like five thousand views in two days, and all of a sudden, like stays the same, nothing. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's, it's, 
it's too much. It's too much content. No, you think you don't think when sim racing we started to getting too much content. Mm. Yes, I, I will. I, I will say yes because you can you can just scroll through social media and you will find content of pretty much anything each day. And some of these, like some of these videos that I'm watching, are not exactly something that I would watch. But personally, people do. Uh, people do watch them. So I guess. If there is a need, why not put content out? Uh, but I think the quality in the recent years has dropped. I'm not going to say about the quality because we talked about the quality and what quality means to each individual. But you're just trying to make more and more videos without actually focusing on the quality of that video and spending some time with that video. So maybe that's the reason why like, we have so many content creators you can you can become a content creator just by uploading a video that's it yeah that's how easy it is and then the other step which is difficult is to actually get people to watch you and of course to build an audience like it is so you you're bombarded with content each day you just have to make a decision which one to get and which one to watch so if someone does a better job than you they you know you start thinking about what he did how can we get to that same level so i think overall for the quality in general, in the long run, this is good because you got competition. But now I believe that people are just putting videos out just like that. doesn't really yeah, matter what it is. I, I agree with you. I think I don't think of mine because I think my quality is not, not even what I, what I receive on views is what I need, what I deserve for the quality that I put. I think my videos are not even in podcasts. I think I try to put too much B-roll and everything. I take hours and hours mm-hmm. editing. But I don't think that is that that uh, podcast in terms of uh, sim racing sometimes sometimes needs because it's already so niche as you say that yeah. the, the people don't gonna we don't gonna get more than what you already you already have. Unfortunately, is that. Yeah. But in terms of content creation, for example, I just mm-hmm. like I put now a new video and everything, but it's so much good content that unfortunately is not showing us because don't follow the the lines of uh, what society like it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But the content yes. is, is really, really good. It's such yes. good content uh, that I've been seeing lately, but uh, because don't follow the lines. And you know that when it comes to sim racing, you have mm-hmm. some lines that if you follow, you're going to get views. If you make a exactly. video about uh, Forza Horizon, uh, <laughs> you, sometimes you don't need to edit. I don't, I don't say anything bad to people that play Forza, Forza Horizon, but you know you don't need to make a big editing and you know that's gonna 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 work that's also you know that's also the popularity of of a specific title (laughs) someone that puts a video about race room right now isn't gonna get any views i know i know Um, i put i I made one (laughs) uh, i made one unfortunately and uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) you can you can spend the same amount of time and you can spend the same effort about, let's say, Gran Turismo of what I do or just Forza Horizon at this point, you're going to get so many views because people are playing the game. People are actually searching for this specific title and you just have to follow the niche. And and, and you think that uh, come with uh, affordable because playing Gran Turismo and playing uh, Forza Horizon and other games that go a little bit from the same arcade as we Instead of yeah, the same hardware, spectrum, yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. It is. You think it's the affordable part, no? Because it's, it's easier for us to jump 
uh, yes, and cheap, it's, and definitely, it's definitely easier, cheaper, and more accessible because you don't have to spend too much money or time to just get involved with all of this. You just need to have a PlayStation and buy the game. Yeah. That's it. You need to you need to have a controller, which you get with the PlayStation, and you play the game. And that's yeah. your entry level. But with sim racing, um, in general, like we talk about ACC, AC, we talk about R Factor. Um, these are sims that really require a really good performing wheel. Of course, you can buy a Trustmaster T300 and play with it. Are you mm-hmm. really going to be competitive now? I would say if you know how to drive, you can be reasonably well, but you will yeah. never be you will never be competitive. So you need to spend an additional amount of research, an additional amount of money, more effort into setups, into understanding how the game works, into all of these other things that apart from actual racing, and then you have to do the racing part. So you got all of these things, like setups, building this thing, uh, having the right uh, right amount of force, so the wheelbase isn't clipping, you have to understand these concepts at first. So it definitely requires a lot of time, and not to even mention the actual in-game setup of the car. So that yeah. can take ages. That can definitely take ages. But in Gran Turismo, you said Forza, you just jump in, you don't even have to think about it. You had, Now we are we had kind of an introduction of setups. So it was, let's say you have to know something, but you can go, just go to Discord and there you go, setups for each individual car made by the best guys in the world. And and it's free. You just scroll down and just free to use. So I think that's the beauty of Gran Turismo. Like it, it, it's the whole community that just makes the thing go. And then people are generally really nice. And that's, what I think it keeps on going. The people that play these games are like, oh yeah, man, you're doing a good job. It's very supportive in each way. So I think that's the barrier overall. Okay. Like the accessibility of how you can get into something like this. It's completely different. Now that you're talking about Gran Turismo, we're going to start talking about it. How you think that uh, how is going Gran Turismo for 2024? You think they should continue uh, updating the game? They should start working on a new on a new one, what is your thoughts about that? Well, I think they are already working on a new one because it yeah. takes time <laughs> to build a game like this. I think they spent, well, I don't know how many years in development GT7 was, but I think it was at least a couple of years. It was maybe even three to four years, maybe even more. I think it was even more than that. So the Gran Turismo is a complete game. Now, it wasn't like that at the beginning. And 2024, I think, is just going to bring in more updates and more improvements overall. But the okay. overall build quality, the structure that they were based on, was simply amazing for the time. So you have this kind of quality of photos, this kind of realism. I'm talking about graphics at this point. Don't, don't we're not talking about driving here. No, it's no, a little bit graphics. Different. Like graphics, the overall engines that they used in the game. This is unseen in sim racing because if you go yeah. to any other sim title. It's just not going to have the same quality. It's, it's not even close. Like no, the whole no. attention to detail and the structure they built, it's going to keep them going in 2024, 2025, 2026, I believe, and even to 2027. Because now when you look at these photos, I I, I was looking at this forum and this guy, uh, he got a Lexus, I think it was Lexus LFA. Not exactly sure. Uh, I, th- I, I think saw, it was I know, LFA. I know what you're going to yeah. talk about. And, the and real pictures like, in LA and uh, yeah, the pictures on this. It's a, it's exactly, it's a real picture. And he just 
nail the whole scene and all of that. And I was like looking at these photos and there was there was no difference. I, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell the difference. It's not like you cannot tell the difference when you just get into the game and you kind of spot some things. No, you didn't spot anything. Like it was yeah, if, nothing if, that if, would if, say. Yeah. If I showed that to Christina, I showed that I showed the pictures to my wife, and um, before I tell her it was a game, she could not talk, she could not see it. Only when yeah. I explained to her, look, this is a game, was when she started seeing a little bit more the flaws or some reflection or something that was missing yeah. there. That's 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 normal. That part of our or uh, uh, part of the game. But if you give to an, an, a person that are not involved in any mm-hmm. of uh, Gran Turismo and don't know nothing about Gran Turismo and you put the picture and ask them what's the difference, they will not know the difference. No. The realism no, on, no, on, no, no. on Gran Turismo 7, the details that they do are are crazy. Uh, when yeah. I put VR, I used to have a Mazda RX-8, uh, the art version, so the white body version. And um, when I put on VR, uh, to just to check the inside, completely was like all the details was like I was inside of the car, you know, the, mm-hmm. from the lights, the, the interiors, you see, you see where was, uh, the wheels, where was, uh, I want to say, I forgot the word now, you know, nicked, you know, when, when mm, they stitching, I guess st- st- stitching. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so you, you could see all that details and no game mm-hmm. from, from zero. Give give you give you that, you know. Assetto Corsa can give yeah. you amazing graphics, but Assetto Corsa has been already modding, not from the original game. Uh, you know, yeah. it, I I racing I guess give you, you can mod anything, but yeah, yeah, I racing give you good good graphics, but you need to have the best cards. You need to have uh, the best setting, and that was made for a PS4 and for a PS5. Yes, remember it was PS4 PS4 too, and the graphics on PS4 was amazing. Yeah, it was. But it it's not like the performance of a PS4 and PS5 are not even close. And you can have uh, the graphics on PlayStation 4 that let's say you spent I don't know how PlayStation how much PlayStation 4 is like 200 euros, 300 200, euros. yeah, 200. Yeah, but we can get in even cheaper in second hand. Cheaper in second hand, and you're getting these graphics of more or less the same quality as you would in other racing games like even ACC. AC, you would have to spend thousands of euros. Yeah. So that's that's the difference in quality, and that's I think the entry level that people are always talking about. It's easier. It's just easier. It looks good. And uh, if between it looks the, good, yeah, <laughs> and between um, Forza, have you jumped a little bit on Forza Motorsport, or are you just gonna stay stick to Gran Turismo? I tried it. Uh, I gave it a go. I really wanted to. I really wanted to like it and see what what the buzz is all about but I couldn't. It was just uh, like from from the game mechanics, from pretty much anything that we go through, it was, uh, to me, it was just not a pleasant experience. I was okay. I was driving it all of a sudden, the wheels start shaking for some unknown reason. I know <laughs> the tires are slipping out, I understand <laughs> that, but it's like so much movement and I was like, this is not supposed to be like this. And when you're turning uh like how the game mechanics feels in general you just don't feel that flow like you do with the other racing games it's just so okay i would say inconsistent in some areas and also the graphics were more like a 2000 and 
16 yeah, the graphics. graphics are a little bit uh, disappointed. I I didn't get the game. I I I don't know why. When I was speaking with the, with everyone in the community, I say uh, something. I don't know the releases of the graphics or the videos. They look too perfect. Uh, no, it was I, good. I prefer no. I prefer wait and see what's what will come. And uh, and yeah, after when I saw the graphics, I had a little bit okay. I don't it's, know if people are if people are playing with the. I don't say that they are bad because some, for example, when they're raining and everything, the graphics was looking beautiful. But I, mm-hmm. I, but if you're comparing on Xbox, from Xbox to a PlayStation Five on both titles, you don't yeah. have on Xbox that level of graphics graphism that you have on, on Gran Turismo. No, I don't. I don't think it's really close. I tried it on PC. I'm not going to judge uh, the Xbox per- version because I didn't do it. I tried a PC. I have pretty solid graphics card. It's a th- uh, 3060. I think okay. that's, you know, solid to play racing games. Yeah. Of course, you can get a 4090, but yeah. I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, you soon. can get a, four, a 49 in like me and after don't don't play. <laughs> I, you can do that as well. <laughs> because I'm always so tired that I'm not, I'm not playing. And I think a 4090 on the more, on that time for uh, sim racing is is probably too much but was one of the options and uh, i say okay why not uh, oh, why not when you can yeah no. yeah but uh if you ask me i think it's not it's not a, a big difference you know the games racing games they don't give more on the moment no uh, yeah. that's exactly what i wanted to say just it's it's not going to give you that much performance boost and what i realized in let's say forza was like it was kind of smudged uh it was like blurred up uh looking shots and i was like this is maybe not supposed to look like this you know when you when you look at the sharp image you know it's quite sharp it has all of the details in but this was mm-hmm. all like lured up and i mean i wasn't a forza guy maybe that's the reason i wasn't a forza guy like ever and this is my first forza that i ever tried and it was like this is not supposed to work like this <laughs> i don't know why they keep on discussing this because it was, i mean of course if you like the game play the game i'm not gonna say uh, that, that you shouldn't play the game. It's not, now they have a, yeah. they had a good uh, fan base, but I think even the fan base was a little bit skeptic in some parts. I think the the game, and that's what we're talking before the podcast is: you release a game, at least release the game. We need to stop on on the, on the gaming industry, not on the sim racing, it's on the gaming industry. Accepting that oh, the game don't come uh, completely finished in uh, two or three weeks, they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna f- send some updates. They're gonna no, you pay something. You want the game to be on the maximum yeah. that that should be, you know. It's like you don't want to buy a, a car and after uh, driving with the uh, without uh, all the features or without a door because no, uh, oh, okay, in uh, in two weeks we'll come a door and uh, no, oh, yeah, yeah, it's it not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and deadlines. and talking, uh, yeah, and talking about that, um, I know I saw that you tried the WRC, uh, eSport yeah. WRC. How was your point of view on the game? Well, it's actually a. I, I was ex, I was I had no expectations to be honest. Okay, and I just wanted to play the game because you know it was it was looking fun. It was looking okay. I I played it for a couple of days. Uh, didn't really had the time to, but it was actually a fun uh, fun racing experience. Although the graphics are not to a point like say Gran Turismo, uh, yeah. they do work. It's perfectly fine. You know, you get all of the details that you need to get. Uh, the car feels. The car was feeling a little bit off, but it was nothing major. You can still enjoy the actual experience. You can uh, you can understand how the mechanics in the game work. Like for example, when the when the back of the car was losing, uh, 
when I was losing the back of the car, I realized, okay, maybe this is because I went to the brakes, I went to the turn, it was a dip. You can feel all of these surface changes. That's exactly what you need to feel in a, in a racing game. So it was, I think in the end, it was quite a pleasant experience. I would definitely recommend to anyone that wants to play racing games. But as you said before, the overall structure and the overall build of the game wasn't exactly the best. I couldn't I couldn't understand the menus. The menus were a little bit confusing. I know you got all of these mods that you can play, but the online experience, it's I didn't know what to do. I just got into the lobby and all of a sudden something was playing. I wasn't playing. I had a different car. I didn't know why I had a different car. And then later I realized that these things, you know, need to adjust them. You need to get something else. You need to kind of move through the menus, find the best car that works for you. I understand all of that part. But for someone that doesn't have any kind of experience. Someone that's just getting into the game, this is going to be confusing because he just wants to play a video game for like 30 minutes or an hour a day and just like, I don't really care. I just want to play. So I think that Gran Turismo really does a good job with that. So you got three dailies. I know we can have more. You got three dailies. They all have a specified requirements for each and individual one. Mm-hmm. And you can just go to the leaderboards. You can see, oh, okay, this is the fastest car. You can rent out the car and you can play with that car. So the structure and the overall build is very user-friendly. And I think another sim titles can, can definitely learn out of that. I think Assetto Corsa is kind of really good on that point. I think the servers can be quite confusing if you're first time doing it. But later, it's it's all good. So I think all... EA sport made titles are kind of confusing at the menus. I don't know if I'm, I'm I'm the only one, but just when you're scrolling through that, it just takes a lot of time to learn and realize what is going on. It, it's not very visually appealing. It's always the same structure. It's always kind of okay, but not exactly the best. And I think if we just follow the pattern from GT, when you have this kind of wide, wide world and just got these little titles, it's easy to see and easy to realize where you're at at a specific point. But when you got yeah. like the sidebars, you know, you got, you got titles, you, your, or your brain isn't exactly going to connect it to something like legendary car dealership in Gran Turismo. I always know it's going to be legendary car dealership because it's always there at the same spot. Yeah. It has this unique, very, very unique looking design. If you're going to go to normal brand central to buy a normal car, it's always have this specific little icon and i am always going to know it's there or if i'm going to let's say race in let's say uh i will try to race ai i always have this specific icon or the specific graphics that are going to tell me you're racing against this very advanced ai sophie it's called so it's i think the way your brain connects something like that it's much much easier uh with okay. Turismo than than any other sim title so it's I would say very user friendly. I, I agree with you. I agree on the <clears throat> sorry on the part that you say that uh, Gran Turismo is easy to access comparing with yeah. other titles, and I think is sometimes what put people on sim racing a little bit away is the difficulty for you just jump <laughs> yeah. on the car and do and do something. If you go on R factor, to sometimes get confused, uh, you take probably just one day to set up everything the way that you you like it because something's not going to work. The same thing when I racing. Sometimes it takes a long time for you organize everything. And when you come to Gran Turismo Seven, you just plug in. You plug in your wheel. Yeah. Automatically, the wheel gonna recalibrate it. You can adjust the way that you need it. But automatic from standard, they are already acceptable for a majority. 
So yeah. you, you just jump, you just do. If you do what you do on single player, it will not affect your online uh, online player. Of course, if you have the car, you can you can use your own car, but yeah, it's not going to affect nothing because the car is going to be from 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 scratch. You know, the BOP is a BOP. So I, I agree with you in, in terms of that. And now to finish a little bit the podcast, that's asking about hardware for 2024, what you are expecting, <laughs> what is the things that you want to have on your setup. Guide us a little bit setups. about that. Setups. Uh, that's the <laughs> difficult part, I guess. You got so many brands right now. I mean, this is this is actually this is actually a good part of the of the whole podcast and all of the sim racing in general, like this, because when you want to buy something, you have more, I would say uh, maybe five times more equipment that you can buy than we had like two years ago. Oh, so now crazy. we got. Uh, it's crazy it's getting crazy it's really getting crazy any kind of branding out there they're just going to have a product on their own in the next six months and they're just going to put it on the market and all of a sudden you get so many of these uh, these wheelbases products wheels and you, you just don't know what to buy because <laughs> there is so many of them which is good which is good uh you got more variety i mean you can you, know, you can decide what to buy what's, what's better for you so i think in the next um in the next year, I I got the Fanatec uh, DD Plus, so that's going to okay. be my upgrade, I believe, uh, for the next year. I don't know if the rumors are correct, but they will most likely bring out uh, a new product, uh, like a new uh, Gran Turismo version of the wheel. I would also like to check that out. So I'm not sure about the rumors on that. I just read it on. Uh, no, but I I, I think so. Fanatec is uh, take it. They they stay a little bit. On these last two years, quite quiet, I think, organizing or yeah, uh, structure, definitely. whatever they have to structure that we don't know 100%, well, people, whatever people say, you never know if it's correct or not. But I think from what we saw in the Sim Expo, they was waiting to deliver and bring something. And uh, yeah, they are, they are updating all the, the, they have now the deal with the sparkle wheels that all of them looks, looks beautiful and you have a variety. We have the the new the new buttons model, or so it's a lot of things coming. The, finally, the key are the quick release is have been released. Oh yes, the... <laughs> oh yes, finally. I mean, it it, it was a long wait. Uh, I believe that the supply chain it was it was a complete disaster in COVID years. Nothing was coming from China to Europe from any kind any parts of the world. Doesn't matter which yeah. one it is. So they had to delay some of these things because they have. The Fanatec is, I, w- I would say, arguably the biggest manufacturer. I'm not going to go. Probably Logitech is selling more wheels, but that's a Logitech G29. Um, but they definitely have a huge fan base. And if you know, if you go to their website, you will see that uh, not in stock, uh, available for pre-orders in January 2027, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it yeah. was it was very very far off. So I think they just stabilized and they realized, okay, now it's time to introduce the new products. Now we have the actual capability of putting something like that on the market instead of people that that are waiting for the product for six months. That doesn't make much sense. And if we talk about general stuff, uh, Moza was doing a really good job. I do have to say. So they came from nothing. Like it was, I think it was two years ago. Literally, it was nothing, zero. And all of a sudden, you got this wide, wide spectrum. You got this complete new ecosystem of wheels, wheelbases, pedals, uh, hubs. I don't know what else, what else they do have. Like they, they, they have everything now. 
I think now the they have everything. Handbrake, shifter, all, everything. All, all ecosystem. I got it right here. I don't know if you can see it. It's a handbrake. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, oh, that's the one. I have I a mean, Trustmaster. Uh, I think. Yeah, and here you see Trustmaster, Moza, Trustmaster, Trustmaster. I have this one that come from a random cosine he gave me. And this is like, oh, nice. we're calling it hybrid. So this is a Moza oh, Fanatec. Yeah. <laughs> you see, yeah, it's yeah, just so a, <laughs> that's, I didn't, that's I didn't use one. it. Yeah, that's that's uh, probably the new deal. But yeah, and I have a CSL DD. No, sorry, a CSL. Yeah, CSL there on the box. But arrived probably like three months ago. Three, no, sorry, three weeks mm-hmm. ago. But I, I didn't have energy to to even yeah, open to and everything. All of that. I said to Christina, I think she need to open and uh, do some video or, or something. I, I'm trying to put Christina to sim racing and start streaming. Why not? I say, I say, I said to her, look, you. You don't need to to sometimes to learn to be the best driver. You just to need to be entertainment. I can be on behind yeah. you. I can be teaching you how to drive and everything, and we can do you can do streamings on this one because I don't have energy yeah, to stream. Definitely. I get I get tired after now we are doing the podcast uh, after I need to lay down because speaking too much. I mean- who knows about 2024? You're probably going to be back and running. Uh, so. perhaps. <laughs> now I'm obese or uh, 100 uh, yeah. kilos. 100 <laughs> kilos. <laughs> 100 kilos. I don't know. Nobody knows where they come. But yeah, I'm uh, on 100 kilos, 102. Wow. Yeah. I think 95. when we met on uh, on Expo, was uh, I was 79. So that was okay. I was getting a That's little a bit. huge. Yeah, yeah. But this months with the treatments and everything, as you see, make me like... Everything. Everything yeah, just sticks to you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted everything could uh, get away from me, not stick to me. So yeah, it's... I'm gonna start going to gym. So finally, they they allow me to go gym. They allow me to go, mm-hmm. but it was always lift like two kilos. And I say to them, yeah, going to gym, yourself. going to gym mm-hmm. and lifting two kilos is is not the point. You don't gonna do nothing. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I no run and nothing. I say, look for this one. I stay home and I lift uh, my my. My Moza, I lift the Moza and uh, I put Moza the Moza in the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I say going to be more. But now, finally, they allow me. So tomorrow I will go for the first time to to gym. And let's hope, as they say, it's only water retention. You know, water retention oh. and all the weight go, goes away. But yeah, no no pants. No. I have to go Primark buy oh, clothes yeah. because everything is, is tied. It's Everything funny. Is tight. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but until it goes uh, away. For me, it? for me, it's funny. I if I right, if you yeah. start thinking too much, you your mental health gonna gonna go down, yeah, and after we don't want. But yeah, talking about our mental health, um, mental health and sim racing. What is your point of view? Because a lot of our sim racers, content creators, always they have some they had passed for some issue or something that on life that take them to start on sim racing and making content creation. So what is your views about this, the sim racing community and our mental health? I think that's a pretty important stuff that we all talk about, not not only in sim racing, but in general life. <laughs> so you get these moments in life where you think there is no, just no end. Like, yeah. But that's your, you know, that's your view at that point, at that point. But if you were in a different situation the next day, you can think of something completely different. And that's exactly what you what you have to keep on reminding yourself. Like if you're in this rough spot, you know, 
I always ask myself the question, what is the future me going to think about this? So is it just going to be another period in life when I'm just like a little bit down? I mean, sometimes you can really be down like this uh, content depression or whatever you want to call it. And you don't, you don't, you cannot really find the exit, but that's not like the end of it. You know, I'm always keep on reminding myself, I'm going to go to the next day. I'm just going to sleep over it. And the next day I'm going to come back and see, you know, what was holding me back. I'm just going to do this little analysis of what are the things that were actually the, the cause of my problem. And if I see, if you wrote it, if you write it down on a piece of paper and just realize these are my problems, it's going to be easier to address these problems. And you're going to be like, oh, maybe it's not so bad after all. Maybe I can deal with this. Maybe I can just, you know, I can go for a run. I can, uh, maybe if you, if you're not much of a running guy. Personally, I'm not that much of a running Me guy neither. I, anymore. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't feel. No, I prefer cycling. I prefer cycling. Cycling, why not? Uh, yeah. But just do something. Uh, it doesn't even have to be fun. Just do something out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. So something that is going to break your normal daytime routine. And you, you can. I, I usually stop thinking about the bad things, and I'm just like fresh and new. So I think routine and these days, like especially uh, with a new style of life, not only not only content creation, it just keep keeps us on doing the same things. Like you wake up, you go to work, you do your daily whatever you want, you know whatever you need to do. You need to you need to have your job done, mm -hmm. and then of course you got priorities at your job. Sometimes it can be stressful, but then you come home and then you realize, okay, this is this what is this you know is this all about and then you just have to realize maybe it's not maybe you can change your life in a completely different way maybe you're at this point where you see no exit but you know if someone tells you oh man uh would you like to work for my company now i mean i'm just making like this expansion you're like wow oh man and just your everything changed like you're not down anymore you're yeah. like up and that that's the little things i mean sometimes as i, as I said before I just get into this content depression. I just don't know what to post. Like it's it's too much. And then I realized that if I have a couple of days off, so for for example, I was posting the videos. I was posting videos for daily this week, and I've been doing this for the last couple of months. And it kind of gets to you. You 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 do not feel as productive as you used to be. And all of a sudden, I'm just gonna say, you know what? It's Gran Turismo World Finals. This uh, I think it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The whole weekend i'm yeah. gonna take the whole weekend off and i will do something fun. I'll, I'll spend some time with the family i'm gonna do something fun with my girlfriend i will i will go out a little bit more and just you know break the usual stuff and then all of a sudden when i go back on monday i'm gonna be hmm, maybe i'm gonna be a little bit better and that's that's the cycles that i was i was kind of i was kind yeah, of I struggling think, with that to be honest I, but i think we have to yeah. be we have to break uh, I, I talk from my experience, so everyone will have a different experience. I never have uh, uh, depression or uh, I always have anxiety problems, but that has anxiety, but that's his personality. Yeah, that's a personality. So that's uh, on the 90s is uh, was okay. Now is, is a problem. But, you know, when I grew up, it was normal. So, yeah. yeah. But um, unfortunately, with this year, I've been started struggling more with the depression. And that can probably be because I will say I've stayed too much time at home. I've stayed, I wake up and all the days are the same because yep. for example, now it's winter. I'm not allowed to go so, so much outside because if I get uh, sick or if I get fever 
or uh, uh, treatments are delayed because I cannot do the treatments when I'm, I'm, I'm sick. So, you know, all that makes you stay home. So it means that I need to have a big excuse to go out. Otherwise, I cannot go out just to go, <laughs> just, you know, for the normal things, you know. And um, that creates depression. And after you, without you realize, you isolate yourself. So you stay on a, more in the corner. And I, like you say, if you are doing content creation, you just focus on content creation. And after you go on that depression because your content creation is not going very well or you putting too much on your on your You're on your, on your, your head or they're not working well yeah, exactly <laughs> and after you stress so yeah that's that's the the main problem that's probably i've i'm facing the, these days is just the depression comes because i'm at home probably yeah. if i was allowed to go work uh I, i will be i will be better because you communicate with people you, you something that i never had it you know problems with communicate with people and now i i struggle communicate you know i think I get, I say, uh, nervous that I never get nervous, nervous to speak around. with people. Yeah, but I get nervous about people. That's something that that I I want to really take away because it was something that I never have it. So I always talk a lot, and I never mm -hmm. have problems to talk. But now I um, I don't want. You know, when you're <laughs> when you're around other people all the time, you don't have problem communicating. You just yeah, you're just on the fly. You just go. But whenever you get, let's say, isolated in any kind of, I'm not talking about you specifically here. Okay, you are specifically home because you have to be. But let's say it's your job, it's your work. You work from home. A lot of people work from home now. And you don't see the outside world that much. So just, you know, try to force yourself to see the outside world. Try to force uh, yourself, let's D. say, go. Get vit vit vitamin D. <laughs> get vitamin D. Just go yeah. to the sun. Do yeah, something. I, I I'm telling I mean, you, I make I made a blood test. This is funny. I make a blood test uh, because now I have to make a blood test every, before every treatment. And normally it's the uh, um, treatments that are Wednesday, so I need to do it before the weekend. So I made it on the on the on Thursday. I think Thursday, yeah. And I received the result uh, yesterday. My doctor says away. Oh, you need vitamin D. I say, of course I need vitamin D. If you say to me to stay home, <laughs> my only my only vitamin D comes from a light, an artificial light. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to have <laughs> the of vitamin it's, D. <laughs> it's going to be deficiency, whatever. I mean, how can yeah. it be positive? Exactly. I, mean. I said to him, of course. And he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, man, it's just, you know, just allow sense. me to go outside. <laughs> yeah, but I think mental health, we need them. And sim racing are very connected. And uh, I don't say sim racing are, um, the community are, uh, it's great in a, a lot of ways, but sometimes they can be bad. In quite a, harsh. In a of, yeah, quite harsh. Yeah. And I think it's harsh because people are, like I say, they are outside. Because if I think if there was racing on a LAN environment where everyone is and say, look, I have this problem, you know, and the problem is not writing on a text that is interpreted yeah. on a bad way, <laughs> you know, because after you read, Oh, sorry, my wife. No worries. She knows I am an interview. You know, Christina. Oh, Christina, I always do this one. I'm on an interview. The other day I was on an interview. And I say, I'm, I'm on an interview. In. And she said to me, okay, okay. And after what she started doing, she started texting me. And I start my phone start vibrating, vibrating and ringing. That's <laughs> say, how it usually I'm happens. On a, I'm you... on a, and I texted, I'm on an interview. And she started texting, okay. And after... 
وقيفت انا ايوه But I try to do yeah, one hour because I think after retention and everything, I think people lost the patience mm. to to see a podcast when the podcast, down. yeah, the podcast stretched down. But I think we can come back other day for another podcast because I think the good thing on sim racing is it's changing every th- three weeks or every three months. It's changing. So, you always <clears> have something new. Yeah. If I have you on the beginning of the year and if I have you on the middle of the year, It's going to be completely different because there's so many stories, so many things that have on our life and come on sim racing. So you, for sure, you we're going need, to... You just need another good release and everything changes. Exactly. <laughs> and it can happen next week. <clears throat> and we can talk about completely different things. We'll, we'll come. Uh, I'm quite... I think GTR revival will be good. Yeah. The graphics looks beautiful for a uh, PC game. I know... Ian Bell from Project Car. Project Car was not very well received for the part of the physics. and But in terms of menus, as we're talking about menus, mm-hmm. the Gran Turismo was, I think, one of the best. It was really easy for you to create a race, create uh, the, what you need to have on the race and uh, in terms of uh, weather conditions, uh, uh, grids. It's very simplified in any way. Yeah, yeah. Without so, too much thinking, you can do anything. So that's, I believe, the, as I said before, this probably the biggest selling point is that accessibility. So people can join without thinking. They yeah. can have sometimes a very unpleasant experience, but usually it's, uh, usually it's a fun one. So yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, let's keep the people going and doing that for, what is it now, for the last 26 years. So it's 26 not, years? I think it was 25 years and 25 years anniversary of a release of GT7. So I think it should be 23 years now. Uh, sorry, 20, 26 years now. Yeah, could be, could be. Could be. Um, but yeah. Um, Digit, thank you so much for joining uh, on the podcast. It was a pleasure. And like I say, I think on the end of the year, probably I will ask you to come back for making a recap of 2024 and... Uh, Or probably we can do it on the expo if we go to the expo again. Probably will. Probably. You are on, is, is on our plans to go in? Uh, yeah, I think for now it is on the plans and I would definitely like to spend a little bit more time there. Not just, I had yeah. a flight, then I just went in there and then literally from the place I went to the hotel just to sleep for a couple of hours and then it was flight to go to go home. So I yeah. need to stretch it up to at least like a couple of days more to see No, I think I think the mistake that was the same mistake that we make it was on Friday when we met. Yes. We just take too easy. Okay, today is just going to see not recording too much content, and after on Saturday, big was, mistake <laughs> was a big boom. <laughs> was big so many people. Uh, I was not expecting that uh, affluence of no. so many people, and uh, you could not do nothing. It was you could not try, Friday. you could not speak. Uh, uh, Sunday, was... Sunday was okay after. But Sunday Saturday. Was, yeah, but Saturday, I'm telling you, Saturday was really hard. It was really, really hard. So I said the to shooting Christina, has to be done on Friday. 
Yeah, I said to Christina, I think Saturday is the day just for you come and just enjoy, <laughs> not exactly. uh, go asking questions to the people or uh, what's happening here or what. Because after it was really, really difficult. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, let's do that. Was... Probably organize and uh, see each other on uh, in Dortmund, as we know, and uh, probably recording something there with a little bit more, more time and, uh, you know, better. <laughs> All right. Definitely. I mean, thank you. Uh, thank you for the invitation. And, you know, let, let's see what's going to happen in 2024.